Hello, and I am so happy that you decided to join me for another episode of The Change and Evolve Letter. And today, it is about vulnerability, what we fear the most, and yet our greatest asset. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke of courage in my letter, and today, I want to dive a little into vulnerability. And first of all, it really takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. The best people possess a feeling for beauty, the courage to take risks, the discipline to tell the truth, the capacity for sacrifice. Ironically, their virtues make them vulnerable. They are often wounded, sometimes destroyed. Ernest Hemingway. We often equate vulnerability with weakness, low resilience, and being in some way flawed. Well, this is correct if you look at the definition or even the history of vulnerability. The history of vulnerable. Vulnerable is ultimately derived from the Latin noun vulnus, wound. Vulnus led to the Latin verb vulnerare, meaning to wound. And then to the late Latin adjective vulnerabilis, which became vulnerable in English in the early 1600s. Vulnerable originally meant capable of being physically wounded or having the power to wound. The latter is now obsolete, but since the late 1600s, it has also been used figuratively to suggest a defenselessness against non-physical attacks. In other words, Someone or something can be vulnerable to criticism or failure, as well as to literal wounding. When it is used figuratively, vulnerable is often followed by the preposition to. Well, I suppose all of this is correct, and yet I still believe that our vulnerability is one of our greatest strengths, provided we are aware of it. We need to differentiate between vulnerability and, well, simply being a wuss. And I once had an acquaintance, and we knew one another for really a long time, and he was a nice enough guy, and it was great to go out and have fun. Until the time when someone told him that vulnerability is something the ladies find sexy, and that it is okay for a man to cry. Well, don't get me wrong, of course a man can cry. But what happened after that was amazing because this guy did nothing but cry about everything all the time, or at least it really felt like that. It was, it was horrible. And I really asked myself how he did it. I mean, I can be moved to tears quite easily today, but his waterworks were doing overtime all the time. And what he was doing had absolutely nothing to do with vulnerability whatsoever. Just thought I should clarify that. Because vulnerability, well, for me at least, does not mean you have to vomit your feelings and emotions all over the place at all times. When I was a, a lot younger, I was perceived, well, at least in business, as cold and even unapproachable. 
I really learned to hide my inner self very well. And I was under the misconception that emotions and feelings have absolutely no place in business and that I always have to be highly professional to survive in a man's world. I guess a classic rookie mistake. So I never showed any vulnerability because I was an absolute professional, or at least so I thought. There can be no vulnerability without risk. There can be no community without vulnerability. There can be no peace and ultimately no life without community. M. Scott Peck. Well, this changed completely for me at an event where I had a presentation on stage. Before my own presentation, a video was shown of an external employee and her last appearance at an event who had died of breast cancer shortly before. This woman just lasted so long to be on stage one more time at this event. She absolutely loved what she did very much. I, in turn, I like this woman very much. She was one of, the, one of the few authentic people in this company and her death moved me deeply. But professional as I was, I went on stage after the video to give my presentation. So there I was in front of that wretched microphone, the audience waiting. And I really don't know how long I stood there, but I was so choked up that I, I couldn't get a single word out. And I didn't know what to do for the first time at a performance. But what I did know that I felt the tears welling up inside me and I simply couldn't hold them back anymore. So I just stood there and I stammered, I'm sorry. And then someone thankfully led me off that stage because I couldn't see anything anymore through those tears. A colleague came up to me later and said, I should do that more often. I was, I was seriously pissed off at him. And I, I just thought, what an idiot. Should I start crying more often now to show weakness? I was, I was horrified, truly horrified. Well, until I started to think about his words and I, and I had suddenly realized they were not meant to taunt me, but were actually words of kindness. Yes, I cried on stage. Yes, I screwed up my presentation big time. And yes, I was vulnerable. And what I also was, was a human being with compassion, feelings and empathy. And I showed it to everyone. I spent a lot of years trying to outrun or outsmart vulnerability by making things certain and definite, black and white, good and bad. My inability to lean into the discomfort of vulnerability limited the fullness of those important experiences that are wrought with uncertainty, love, belonging, trust, joy, and creativity, to name a few. Brene Brown. Now, don't get me wrong, I did not start crying every time I went on a stage or held a presentation. But... After this experience, though, I was, I was so much more relaxed at work and not so concerned with possibly showing my vulnerability, which was obviously not a flaw or even a weakness. 
I really do believe that our vulnerability is a part of our humanity. And showing this vulnerability takes trust, especially trust in yourself. When we were children, we used to think that when we grow up, we would no longer be vulnerable. But to grow up is to accept vulnerability. To be alive is to be vulnerable. Madeleine Langle. Of course, it is true that when you show vulnerability, you automatically provide a target and run a much higher risk of getting hurt. But let's face it, the alternative is a lot worse because never showing that human vulnerability is somewhat like never loving. And a life without love, well, that's not a life. One does not kill oneself for love of a woman. But because love, any love, reveals us in our nakedness, our misery, our vulnerability, our nothingness. Cesare Pavese. As my song of the week, I chose one by one of my favorite artists, Greg Brown, and this is a simply beautiful song. It's just a banjo and his amazing voice, which to me shows pure vulnerability. I hope you enjoy it. And of course, it is on the Spotify playlist, just one click away and like it, share it, or just listen to good music. And as my poem of the week, well, I chose a poet that should have been on here much earlier. It is the amazing Lucille Clifton, who lived from 1936 to 2010. And it's called The Garden of Delight. For some, it is stone, bare, smooth as a buttock rounding into the crevice of the world. For some, it is extravagant water, mouths wide, washing together forever. For some, it is fire, for some air. And for some, certain only for the syllables, it is the element they search their lives for. Eden. For them, it is a test. And as today's impression, I chose this one of a poppy. I grew it myself actually out of a seed and it's not only my favorite flower, but probably one of the most vulnerable ones. And of course, I would love to hear what vulnerability means to you or if you like this post, if you like this letter, this podcast, share it, like it, give me some feedback. I always look forward to that. Yours, Tanya.